Your story is waiting for you today. Your story has something new to say. But your story will only come out to play when you're alone. Alone. Alone in a room with invisible people. Hi guys, this is Rebecca, the host of Alone in a Room with Invisible People, and it would not be Alone in a Room with Invisible People without some sort of mistake by me, <laughs> which is just, I guess, the more perfect way to end the podcast. <laughs> so unfortunately, because of the just ginormous amount of tracking that I was attempting to do with the Halloween episodes, I did end up letting two slip by, two, um stories by writers and I feel absolutely horrible. So you guys are getting a bonus episode with an additional two stories that made it in on time. They had their contract signed, everything. I just failed to track properly. So I apologize to both of these authors. They have been amazing and and so supportive and so understanding. And I just want to say, you know, it, it shows what kind of community this is that you guys are just automatically just like, oh, no, 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 it's not a problem. Yeah, it just yeah. So really, honestly, you guys are the best. And I hope that everybody listening enjoys the two uh, spooky season stories out of season. <laughs> Driver's Education, a father-daughter project by Connie Storch. Katerina hadn't heard from her father in weeks. Is he a POW? Injured? Lost? If daddy's dead, wouldn't I know? Every year, together they'd create a neighborhood Halloween event. They'd done zombie pets and the witching hour. Last year's was weirder things. This year's project was focused on an old Plymouth Fury. She recalled the day he towed it home. It's a turd pile, Dad. A steaming kitty cat. You've got mad skills. I'm confident you'll uncover a spirited steed ready for midnight mischief. He pried the wrench from Katerina's fingers. Not now, it's dinner time. She needs a name, you choose, but remember, Christine's taken. What's a good name for a killer car? Katerina mused. Daddy was drafted, a million miles away. Now Katerina worked alone, but the father-daughter project continued. Spare moments were spent in the standalone garage with the 57 Fury. Whenever they'd video chat, she'd show Dad their work in progress. They debated endlessly about the restoration. Hey, he pointed. Those my old fuzzy dice? Katerina shrugged. Look good, don't they? Sure. They look at home hanging there. You should be home. He seemed to hear her thoughts. I miss you too, kitty cat. When I'm home, soon, I'll teach you to parallel park that beast, and you'll get your license. First try. When her workaholic mom found her, Katerina was tearing the motherboard from a remote-controlled droid. Enough. It's nearly midnight. Mom hugged her, but Katerina stiffened. Right. Until you get your grades up, you're banned from the garage. And get some sleep. You're pale as death's daughter. Mom blanched. Sorry. Katerina stomped away, fists clenched. The neighborhood woke to the Fury's engine revving at 3.21 a.m. Garage door remote in hand, 
Mom stood in the driveway. Katerina wobbled beside a glinting chrome-edged monstrosity. She nudged the droid's joystick forward. Vroom! Mom's one click away. Awash in the high beam's glare, she shivered in Daddy's t-shirt. Hey, kiddo. Katerina shouted. You took away the tablet we use for video chats. Vroom! Halloween's our thing. Daddy's and mine. You're jealous. Vroom, vroom. Oh, sweetheart, no. Palms out, she said. I was worried about you. She worries, an echoey refrain from inside the fury. Katarina froze. What? Give her a chance. The muffled voice was... Dad? Katarina went boneless. She nearly dropped the controller. Dad's on the radio? She peered inside the fury. Happy Halloween, kitty cat. Ow! She bumped her head. But there's no radio. He's in the rearview mirror. I came through tonight to let you know. Nope. He's in the fuzzy dice. I love you, Katarina. Now step away from the controller. But, Dad... She protested. Grease monkey, Mom's got your back. Listen to her. She loves you more than anything. We both do, but now... I can't be with you. Then she knew. He's gone. Yes, Daddy. Tears spilled. I love you. And, and Daddy? The car's name is King. As in Stephen King? He chuckled. Shout out to the Scaremaster. A Delta Chancellor Halloween Mystery by Lee Burdine. You see this morning's news? Kevin asked, coming across our fourth story loft. The museum's new Egyptian display. Mummified kid went missing. I perched at the Cook Island with my laptop. Weird, he said, looking over my shoulder. Halloween morning, then this happens. Anyway, we'd better get cranking on Carrie's costume. Our six-year-old daughter picked that moment to skip from her bedroom space, squealing, Party! That night we staged the Halloween party on our building's second floor, another warehouse-sized space, now decorated as a haunted forest, complete with spooky tree trunk faces. Carved pumpkin heads scattered the faux landscape, accented by cartoon creepy crawlies and cobwebs. Even a punch-filled cauldron. We greeted Carrie's costumed classmates, towing frazzled parents at the freight elevator. A few of the parents remained to chaperone. The DJ started rocking with Halloween-themed music, officially kicking off the party. As the presiding hostess, I was dressed as a demure Elvira, mistress of the dark, only shorter and a lot less pale. Kevin made a rakish leprechaun, given his Irish roots and wireframe shades. I know we did a bang-up job on our little witch, but some of these kids look like professional makeup artists got their hands on them. I, Kevin agreed. I swear that kid could be a dead ringer for the museum's missing mummy. I snickered at the unintended pun. Look at baby Nosferatu, I said. I hope he's not naturally ugly under that makeup. Bad Delta. I know, I chuckled. Just saying. The party was a smashing success, 
Lots of games, shrieks, squeals, food, fun, and folly. Carrie mostly occupied the center of all the action. At one point, baby Nasferatu took a huge bite out of his hot dog with those mismatched bucktooth fangs, managing to squirt mustard on himself. Midget Mummy spent most of the night slow chasing a giggling Carrie on her broomstick. After the party, I kept an eye out for the parents Midget Mummy and baby Nasferatu belonged to. I, I wanted to congratulate them on truly awesome costumes. I've been a PI for many years, and I still miss the parent pickup on those two. <laughs> That irked me, but whatever. Kevin was a sniper in a previous life with mad observation skills. He shrugged. Morning found Kevin at his laptop across the cook aisle from me, and Carrie passed out from last night's shenanigans. Crikey, Kevin muttered suddenly. I came around to look. A shot similar to yesterday's news article, a follow-up. Apparently the missing child mummy had been mysteriously returned. Holy writ, Batman, I snarked. The pick, Kevin said with such calm, it sent ice down my spine. I took a closer look. The sarcophagus was closed, but the odd thing was the costume lying on the pedestal beside it. Child-sized Nosferatu without the mask. Kevin zoomed in on the costume. And the mustard stain. I blinked. Huh, 